We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't fall for it, Cowboy fans. Do not fall for it. I beg you. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, Jerry Jones at the Senior Bowl, along with every other team in football. But, of course, Jerry gets the attention. He talked about a lot of things. Talked about Dak Prescott. He talked about Mike McCarthy coming back. And we're going to get to all of it, Perloff. But the big thing that Jerry said is that they are going to be all in. Can we hear from Jerry Jones making this big proclamation? I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. Okay, all in. Can Jerry elaborate on what it means to be all in? It will be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. We'll be going all in. We've seen some things uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us uh, 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 this coming year not building for the future. It's the best way I don't say it. Do not fall for this, Cowboy fans. I beg you. I beg you. I do not want to see and hear and feel the disappointment that is going to come from the Cowboy fans when Jerry ultimately cannot come through on this promise. Well, what do you want them to do? Business as usual? Yes, that's what they're doing. It doesn't matter what they say. They're doing business as usual. Well, smart Jerry Jones drafting interior linemen and having smart contract structures, that's not working out. They're going to – let's make some mistakes. Let's get wild. <laughs> let's get wild. Let's, let's I like, mean, EJ, let's bet on the three-point competition. Let's go. go. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. This feels like uh, – if I'm a Cowboy fan who who thinks long-term, this means five years from now we're going to be in salary cap. That means they're going to pay everybody this year but kick the can down the road so their contracts allow room to bring in who knows who. I think I have an idea where they're going. Okay, well, if you they're, can speak Jerry and translate clear, this. They're clearly going to invest in either Saquon Barkley or Derrick Henry. They're going to get a big-name running back in there. to, th- And that's what, <laughs> to Jerry, that's all <laughs> in. The dude won a Super Bowl with Emmitt Smith, and I'm not saying, listen, I think the— In 1992. The, the smart football <laughs> crowd is not into paying for running backs, but I get a sense, like, he's basically, let's, let's get wild. Let's make some mistakes. Let's bring in 
a big name running back. Well, okay. You the thing is in this day and age, you can actually bring in bring in a big name running back and not have to pay them that much money. Yeah. So Saquon Barkley, you know, I think Derrick you might Henry could be had. I think you might have to pay Saquon a little bit this time, I but ten million dollars this year with the franchise tag. I, I think I think that's I can tell Jerry. I feel like he has a star in mind. And he, he to him that's a star. Okay, well has he checked the books because he's nineteen million dollars over yeah. the cap for this year. So I, I the T Higgins and trying to go to these free agents, which we're going to talk about all offseason. But I, I'm i really feeling here for the Cowboy fan because I want you to keep the same energy that you had, not the same pain, not the same pain after losing to the, to the Packers at home, but keep that same energy where you were frustrated, where you didn't want to fall for any of Jerry's stuff, and he's baiting you into this again. He's trying to sell you on that four-letter dirty word, hope. They can't come through on this stuff. And you want to know what's going to happen is that this is what they're going to do. And I hate when teams do this. This drives me nuts. Is when you re-sign all your own players and say, this was us going all in. It's like, nope, that's you running it back. But he said, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'm going to pay some players that you're not used to. With what money? So that means you're not going to, you're definitely doing an extension with Dak because you have no, you have no yeah. choice. CeeDee Lamb's not getting paid. Michael Parsons not getting paid. Just pay those three. Okay. But you're gonna there are a lot of cap cuts. I mean, Gallup will be gone. There's a lot of there's a lot of overpaid players How that much are was gone. He making? I, I, he's a huge save. I saw like nine million. There, okay. There's a lot of, there's basically there there's a lot of guys that are gonna get rid of immediately to get underneath that cap space, which is fine. Okay, but that's you and everyone else in the league. I'm looking at a team like the Detroit Lions who have forty eight million dollars in cap space. You know, you want to talk about the that the Cowboys have drafted well yeah. and they have, but there's other teams out there that are drafting real well. And so you're going to have a lot of competition. Cap space is a myth, first of all. Well, Nobody I, runs out of cap space. Just restructure everybody. Okay. And well, Jerry's saying, I'm in my Saints eighth. fans about Jerry's that. Jerry's saying, I know, he's going to be the modern talk to Saints. Rams fans about that. At yeah, some point, all, that's what he means. It worked. Okay, but the Saints won. Rams the Rams won. Thrilled. I know, but, but the Cowboys haven't won, and what's the evidence that they're going to? Well, they do the Rams, where basically all their contracts, the, the big hits are going to be in five years when Jerry is not really going to be there, and that's Steven's problem. I think he's saying, I'm going to structure everything to allow to bring in I here's my name I, I'll go off the one you will not expect how about they trade for Joey Bosa and his giant contract I don't know how you're going to do it so you're going to play a guy who's played what 13 games in the last two years yes <laughs> that's not all, what I would all be excited about by definition well you would I, you would be excited if Joey Bosa was there A you can get after the quarterback and they need somebody who can get after the quarterback and it's also good against the run because that's their main I think they got to make some big swings, take on some big contracts, kick it, kick the salary cap down the the road. They need to be all in when they build this team this year and say, you know what, we're going to stink in three years, but that's okay. Being a consistently good team is not working. Jerry Jones will tell you over and over again, if you listen to him, which we have to do a lot around here because the Cowboys have the most fans and they're all the fans are spread out all over the country – we have to listen to Jerry a lot, and he tells you and says the quiet part out loud, which is says, as long as they're talking about us, we've done our job, which he said two days ago, and yesterday he said, we just want to be around the rim. We want to be around the rim. We want to be using the basketball analogy that if you're around the rim, eventually the ball is going to go through with the hoop. Well, it hasn't, and it's been nearly three decades. So hanging around the rim hasn't done it, and I just – where I'll disagree with you is I just don't think they will do this. They have not been, for as flashy as the 
Dallas Cowboys are with the star. They're not a big free agency team. Yep. They don't do that. That's what he's saying. He's saying they're going to reverse plans. And I actually, I don't know why. I'm an idiot. I believe him. I think they're going to do something stupid. Oh, I don't, th- I I don't think so. I think it's time to get wild. <laughs> so the other part, too, is none of this makes sense on another level because you have a lame duck coach in Mike McCarthy. Now, Jerry said he did not need to be swayed in bringing back Mike McCarthy. This is not a talk yourself into it, but it obviously uh, gives you a lot of things to uh, consider and uh, think about. And everybody has options, uh, but uh, uh, this one I'm very comfortable with and uh, felt good during the year of the job that Mike was doing, thought the team was responding well. Jerry. (laughs) Right. So why not give him a contract extension? If you love him this much, and if you think he's the answer, why are you letting him play out this last year of the contract? Now, I know the Cowboys have done that with other coaches, but if he's your guy, because you're not rebuilding here, you're not trying to get back to relevance, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. That's what Mike McCarthy was brought in to do, allegedly. Then give him the give him the contract extension. They're not going to do it. This is unserious stuff from Jerry, and he's trying to build you up, Cowboy fan, and bring you back in, and it's going to end the same way, where they're going to tout themselves for signing their own guys. I, I, you want to show bet this? Let's go. Yeah, I guarantee he brings in at least one Pro Bowl free agent. Well, guy. everyone makes the Pro Bowl. I, we need I, different parameters than that. 58 people made the Pro Bowl this year. It's like it's crazy. I think it's going to be Saquon. I mean, what does he want? When Jerry's won, what has he won with? He won with Emmett Smith, and then he had a lot of success with Ezekiel Elliott. I think he envisions, and Mike McCarthy can't does not want to run the ball ever. That's not in his DNA. Even though he but says I think he does. Jerry, Jerry wants to run. Okay, I think he's going to invest in a, in a star running back for what it's worth. I mean, maybe that's not the big addition that well, you would think. Well, Jerry. What does Saquon Barkley get you? I, I, Saquon's a great player. But Saquon Barkley is an all-or-nothing player. He's that kind of a back. Yeah. And what if the Giants won? And I know it's not all on him, but I'll give you the 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 short answer is diddly squat. So I don't know if it's just bringing in a running back. that yeah. They have to show I, up the run game, but I don't think you have to do that with Saquon I agree. Barkley. No, of course. We know that. We've, we know the value of a running back now, but there is a lot of star power there, and it is a name. And Derrick Henry would be even more so. Uh, I can't believe you would advocate for Henry because you're nah. somebody who thinks once you hit 28, oh, you no. have to be taken out to the out to the shed. And nobody's taken on more. But uh, listen, Jerry's talking about star power and r- changing things around. That's I'm not saying that's a smart thing to do. Right. I think that's where he's headed. I think he's going to try and get a big, older, flashy name. He's going to set up all his contracts to allow some room. He's about to sell out Steven's product See, here. That doesn't even sound that appealing to me, to be honest. Like, he's going to get some big, older name. No, I know. You, it's why free agents are available. Like, Ugh. good teams wrap up their free agents. He's about he's about to get silly. <laughs> yeah. uh, then, then stash Jerry in international waters. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Jerry is I just a, don't believe any of this stuff. Jerry has not had full power to be Jerry in the last seven or eight years. I think uh, you see in the draft where he wants to draft one guy and everyone's holding him back. He's going to say, it's not working holding me back. Now it's time I run the show. He's about to bring in his version of Johnny Manziel, whatever that is. <laughs> no, I can tell you exactly how this is going to go. They're going to be 12-5, and five, as you always predict. No, but they only go three. This will be their fourth year in a row. Usually they go three years in a row with the same record and have a different record. Uh, okay, so... 11 and I don't know what how, I don't know. how you want it to be 11 and 6 whatever but this is what's going to happen they're going to have a good regular season they're going to fall short in the playoffs and you conveniently have Mike McCarthy to sacrifice to the fan base you get him out then you bring in the next guy and we rinse and repeat this whole thing for the end of time 
this is it, guys. This is it. I, and Perloff has tried to tell you. I'm now trying to tell you this. This is. I don't believe a word of this. Yeah, actually, it's funny. You're a bit up, more optimistic. I think they could fall off next year a little oh, bit because Dak. How long is Dak? What Dak's about saying? these big high price free agents? Yeah, I mean, well, again, I don't think that that's you're a great. Anticipating. Uh, Dak stayed really healthy uh, for a little while now. That is not something historically has happened. So. I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about all this. I think if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm more nervous that they're going to go all in and make bad decisions uh, and make short-term decisions. The Rams, it wor- you know why I worked for the Rams? What? Because they had Aaron Donald. So if if it's going to work for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons has to become such an unstoppable force that this is going to happen. Feels feels tough. They're gonna they're gonna do something stupid. This is a show bet. How do we how do we word the show bet? What's the uh, parameters here? Uh, I, yeah, it can't just be a Pro Bowl. I think you it has can't to be say like yeah, a, yeah. a former All Pro at some point, first yeah, team, yeah. second team. So, so maybe Sa- Saquon Barkley is a two time Pro Bowl. He's twenty six. Obviously, you know Derrick Henry's multiple multiple time Pro Bowl right. All Pro. He's thirty. I think we should have it to where will they sign or trade for a multiple time Pro Bowler? Who's under the age of thirty-two? No. How about okay? <laughs> so, I don't. I, I I believe none of this. None of this is happening. You don't think they're going to sign? Don't get your hopes up. They're going to sign a big-time free agent. No. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, actually, we'll know it when we see it. How EJ, about that? you'll be no, no. EJ will be the judge. Okay. EJ gets to decide: Is this signing a big, That's quote fair. unquote, big-time okay. free agent or well, trade? Can most I have EJ and Pete be a committee? <laughs> Maybe over under two big signings. I'm taking the under. That's and gonna, you know it's going to be hard to get It's kind of like porn. You're going to know and you see it. Is it a big-time free agent <laughs> signing or is it not? I think we're smart enough sports fans that we'll be able to come to a consensus. Okay, over under one and a half. One and a half. I'm taking the under. That's two if you do over <laughs> under at one and a half. You could sign half a person. <laughs> well, well, Maggie's saying there's going to be... I mean, we yeah, could do, we can do, Just we the can top do a half. Because Maggie's saying that there's going to be none, right? You're yeah. saying that there'll be... So no, there'll be nothing. Zero. All right, then let's do this. I think yes. we can leave it at one. Okay. I, no, guys, they the have to... The set at half. They have to pay all these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Is it the bottom half of Saquon Barkley, just the quads? Jerry walked into a conference room in Frisco this offseason and said, listen, guys, I don't want to hear about a salary cap. We're bringing in some stars. And he's like, you guys have held me back long enough. It's now time. <laughs> now it's time to get ridiculous. Yeah. This is like Scooby-Doo where they pull off Jerry's mask and it's just Jerry under there. This is the same stuff. He doesn't actually want to win. How many times have I tell you guys this? That he is... wants to be relevant and he wants to keep you thinking that they're going to win. But the actual winning and losing doesn't matter. He did some math. Watch Dak Prescott's contract. It is going to be enormous, but the salary cap hit is going to be in 2032. <laughs> he is about to saddle this team. He's going to saddle this team with debt like you've never seen in your life because he's like, I want to win right now. I don't care what is going to happen in Dallas in the next 10 years. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to weigh in. I think Jerry is full of hot air on this one. Hot air and Johnny Walker. Uh, Perloff thinks they actually will make a big move. Coming up, the one NFL beef and rivalry that we had no idea existed. It's been sitting there in front of our faces. These two guys hate each other. Who knew? Get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Can I tell you the weirdest thing, Maggie, about the Super Bowl? Sure. I have not talked to a single person who is picking the San Francisco 49ers, and yet the spread just moved back towards the Niners. It's now minus two for the Niners. It went down from two and a half 
It's one and a half to one. Now it's minus two. Isn't everybody picking the Chiefs? So this is like a weird, weird sort of public being different than the bet. I don't really understand this. And I think I've just listened to so much people are like, I'm not betting against Mahomes. I'm not betting against Mahomes. I'm not betting against Mahomes. This is Patrick Mahomes. Kind of like we wouldn't bet against Joe Burrow. Yeah. So there's that, this mystique that is building around Patrick Mahomes. Well, don't you think and he's yet, earned it? <laughs> yeah, but yet the line moved back to the Niners. It is, uh, there's something, I don't know where the sharp money is, as they say, but there's something funny going on with this line. Mm, you it's know, slippery. like it's something fishy is happening. It's very slippery. Why did it move back towards the Niners? I thought it would go the other exact opposite direction. Maybe it's all the Purdy love. It can't be that. Uh, there's, it's got to be. I don't know what it is. Is it? <laughs> You're baffled. I, totally I don't either. Ba- I, I guess here's the thing. It's the offenses. I, people, the public, we love offense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, defenses. I know mm. the cliche wins the championships, but. People love offense, and if you stack them up, t- despite the fact that Mahomes and Kelsey and Pacheco, it, the 49ers have the better offense. They have the better weapons. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. I'm just offering you some yeah. possibilities. Revenge factor? Maybe a little revenge factor? Maybe. Oh, George Kittle? Yeah, says, they, uh, I think that George that. Kittle clip of him saying, I'm going to get you. Or I mean, 2019. how many things have Kittle said? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I know, but Kittle's Mr. Nice Guy. He looked actually super angry in that clip. I, I have no idea. I, I don't get it because you know, if you talk to people about the Super Bowl, is it everyone you know picking the Chiefs as well? Uh, Kind of. Yeah. I think that Mahomes proved, listen, he's already proved everything to everybody, but I think if you said coach-quarterback combination, yeah. two most important things maybe yeah. heading into this game, who's got the edge in the coach-quarterback combination? Yeah. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, Maybe that's right. as, just as simple as that. Right. So we're Wednesday before the Super Bowl. I think people are at a shallow level. Everyone's going to dive deep into the matchups and everything now. But right, on the top level, people are just looking at Patrick Mahomes. I think so. Uh, and I get it. 855-212-4CBS. Even though, ironically, the AFC Championship game wasn't really something I would call the Mahomes game. Mm. I mean, they were great in the first half. But in the second half, he did next to nothing. It Really, it was just the defense took over. Uh, we've been calling out the Cowboys, at least I have, and Perloff is thinking they're going to get reckless this offseason. Jerry's going to throw caution to the wind and start signing some big-time free agents. I think it's all lies. Brian is in northwest Arkansas. Good morning, Brian. Hey, guys. Uh, Maggie Perloff, it's me again to bug you. How you doing? Um, so, well, I'm not getting hope. I know Jerry's trying to sell us all on a bunch of lies, yep. but if he's going to do something stupid, remember 2008 season when he traded for Williams, a wide receiver, and gave away our draft to do that. Yep, Roy Williams. And ended up destroying us. But uh, I say if he's going to do something stupid, he will probably resign our guys first. But Chris Jones, defensive tackle, would be a name. I don't think uh, Saquon, but I do think Henry. But I'm going to say he's got to pick. Uh, he's going to try to pick a name like Deion Sanders, something that really resonates. But, again, it's still going to be for nothing. I mean, look, we're 12-5 <laughs> teams. I ain't going to lie. We are a 12-5 team, and I don't think there's one, one position that will save us. Yeah, we need a DT. Yeah, we need a running back. And, yes, we need somebody other than Sidney Lamb who can catch the ball consistently. So, I just I, – I don't know. I don't have the hope yet. Maybe – by the time we hit the playoffs, and we actually win the first playoff game. I might have that hope, right? But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till then. So Jerry's just gonna talk because Jerry talks. That's yep. what he does best. Yeah, Brian, so you're right. You're not falling for it. Now, Chris Jones would be interesting. He's gonna have the biggest stage yeah. now at the Super Bowl. He's been awesome this year. Once they got the contract stuff worked out, but he wants to get paid. Yeah, I don't know. 
I listen, of course, it'd be great to have Chris Jones. If we're talking 100, 120 million, I I told you Jerry could cut some cap guys, but I don't know how he's going to fit that in. <laughs> if team. he can, if he can do that, that's amazing and pay all his own guys. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I didn't totally understand why not Saquon Barkley because he's not going to kill you. Why Derek Henry? But listen, Jerry had success. He brought in Amari Cooper. That trade worked. I, that guy mentioned, I think, the Roy Williams trade or yeah. one of the Williams. Uh, Amari Cooper helped the team enormously. So Jerry's had success with bringing in a star wide receiver and with star running backs. I think Jerry's got skill positions on mine. He's like a fantasy owner right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... That doesn't make Cowboy fans feel any better. I they've done know. this both ways with his tenure with the Cowboys. They've done it the big way where they've made mistakes and big decisions, and it hasn't worked out. I mean, it has. Herschel Walker yeah. trade. But, like, you, they've done it both ways, and none, none of them are working. You can make an argument that getting a Derrick Henry or a Saquon Barkley, they could play a little more ball control offense, protect the defense. They, were, they got all out of whack this year. We're too pass-heavy, so maybe that helps. I don't know. Listen, what, what do you want, Maggie? How are you going to feel better as a Cowboys fan? What do you want to hear? Well, I know I, I've got some I got some ideas on how to fix the Cowboys, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's get to a new segment we're calling the Super Bowl Bulletin. Okay, so now you guys know we love to do things every day. Repeatable things. Every day at this time, we're going to give you an update on something having to do with the Super Bowl. So today, we bring you the beef that we never knew existed. This is worthy of, like, some kind of rap battle or something. I mean, this is how much these guys don't like each other. Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Tucker. Now, this won't pertain to the Super Bowl necessarily, but we learn a little bit more about Mahomes and this blood feud with the Ravens kicker. Now, we know that Justin Tucker didn't appreciate it when the Chiefs came over and kicked his... uh kicking stand out of the way here's Patrick Mahomes let's hear cut eight first Pete he said Tucker was unwilling to move his stuff out of the way asked him to move his stuff and he, and he got up and moved it I think two inches um, but, but didn't move it out of the way and I, I, I was going to kind of let it fly but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me and then after that I wasn't going to let him put it back down so it's, it's something that we, we move on I mean I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker um, one of the best kickers of all time, probably the best kicker of all time. But at the same time, you got to have respect for each team. And we all share the field, and we, we try to do that in a respectful way. All right. Well, little did we know this has been brouhaha for quite some time. I've had like seven years of, of kind of doing that same warm-up routine. And there's only been, a, I think, like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't uh, – because uh, you usually talk to guys, there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way or you, you weren't kind of – sharing the field um, in the right way. And, I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So, um, I, he does that little stuff, I think, to try to get under our skin. There you go. Wow. Do we get a Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey v. Jake Moody in the Super Bowl? I, I'm not sure. I mean, that was that was Clubber Lang Rocky stuff right there. <laughs> That's your blood feud? All three of I the hadn't heard this out yet. have been in Baltimore, basically oh. saying Justin Tucker is the one guy who won't move his stuff out of the way. He's not sharing the field like he should be. I guess uh, you are you, you're changing the bar for what's trash harpies is Patrick Mahomes. He's such a <laughs> this nice is guy. big. He's like, he's aggro. I mean, he is the greatest kicker of all time, and uh, that's a tra- That's a blood feud, Maggie. Yeah, that's you got to throw the platitudes at the end just because you don't want to make a headline. But yeah, I, read between the lines there. They're ticked I've, off. Ticked off. I feel like he's a slight annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think that if I were Jake Moody, I don't think I would poke the bear. 
that way. I'd probably just <laughs> stay out of the way. Wow. Kickers are a little strange, though. I think anybody who's around football would admit the kickers are a little strange. So maybe he just rubbed Patrick the wrong way. Well, yeah. I think actually Patrick Mahomes probably loves Jake Moody because Jake Moody gives his team a better chance yeah. of winning the Super Bowl <laughs> on Moody. Sunday. Definitely. Gonna I don't think he's going to. He's going to. Yeah, but let's get Jake Moody out there. The more, the more, the merrier on this guy. <laughs> hey, Jake, you want to warm up right here? Please go ahead. Yeah, we'll move out of the way. Oh, this is all yours. Yeah. That okay. I because I had not heard the sound, so I was expecting some real like a like a rap battle. Like that was listen. This is this is what he's you, are, get, you know. He's, versus I have kicker. a lot of respect for him, but uh, you know he didn't move his tee. Here's a question: Peter Schwartz just said that kickers are kind of odd. They are people. Yeah. Of all the positions in sports, I would say the biggest oddball people I think are two. Hockey goalies mm-hmm. are out of their brain, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably soccer goalies too. You got to be. Nuts yeah, to yeah. do that. Totally Nuts agree. is a good word. Yeah. 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 And I think the second is probably closers. I think if you're a baseball closer, you kind of get carte blanche within like, you know, the law to be as weird as humanly possible. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Everyone's like, what do let him do whatever he needs to do. Just like be the weirdest person on the yeah. roster. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can close out a game. It's all good. I mean, closer, you're a little bit defined by you come up and you have a crazy fastball that managers can tell that ain't going to last. So, right, like, if, if you're okay. a starter, you can tell, I guess, oh, man, he's going to be hurt in two days, so let's move him to the bullpen. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it comes back to Bull Durham, right? I mean, it's such a mental position that you have to be crazy. Kicker the same way. You're right. Like, you have – it's all in your head. See, I think kickers, I don't know if they're crazy. I think they've got to be really superstitious or yeah, something. Yeah. They it's must be, be, right? 100%. But that's why, by the way, I heard an interesting thing that Michael Badgley on the Lions was on fire coming into that game. That he had hit all his field goals and his confidence was at an all-time high, which makes uh, because people are pulling this so analytics that was inside though. Yeah, but still, he had hit. I heard he hit twelve of his last thirteen field goals. It was the, these analytics were old. So I, well, I think, how many from forty-five plus? Uh, all of them. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he'd been. We got to look at those numbers. I, I've been hearing that some revisiting that Michael Badgley had found his stride because it's all you got to get in the zone, right? So yeah. that's that's what we're talking about here. You have to get into the right mental place. Anyway, uh, kickers, Jake Moody. If I'm betting the Niners, I do not want to come down. Say it's a. Say it's a two-point game and Jake Moody's out there. Is there any you have less faith in on this field, Maggie? <laughs> you think Dan Campbell was going for it on fourth downs when he took Kyle Shanahan? You cannot put the Super Bowl in Jake Moody's leg. Uh, but Shanahan's not a big go for it on fourth down, is no, he? No, he's definitely not. Maybe you try to get the misses out of the way in the first quarter. <laughs> you know, just let him go out there and miss one, just get it over with. That's what happened in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to give you some. Some, it's some a strategy. Style. It's the best that's, I've that's, heard. That's some real deep analytics right there. Just get yeah. out there and miss one. Get it over with. You know you're going to anyway. Peter Schwartz is here. He's got headlines. Yeah. And we will tip off the NBA. Our first stop is Boston. 115-108. Celtics by 7. 8.47 to go. Tatum steps to his right. Pretty good look at a three. Got it. Oh, you can see that one developing. Well, nobody came over the pit, and they went under the pit. He gets a shooter. That's crazy. Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell on Celtics Radio. Celtics over the Pacers, 129-124. Jason Tatum with 30 points. Not in New York. DiVincenzo again. Another three-pointer. Nine for 14 tonight. Isolating, devastating that time in the corner. And the lead back up to 22. Mike Brain and Walt Frazier getting his dictionary out. On MSG, Knicks over the Jazz, 118-103. Knicks have won eight in a row, 14-2 and 
In January, Dante DiVincenzo with 33 points. Yeah, the Warriors over the Sixers, 119-107. Steph Curry, 37 points. Sixers star Joel Embiid left this game in the fourth quarter with a left knee injury. Head coach Nick Nurse providing an update after the game. So, um, he uh, obviously got landed on. Uh, so, they're going to do an MRI tonight or tomorrow. Um, it's kind of unrelated to what's been bothering him. Um, so, we just wait on that. Um, Embiid missed the previous two games with knee soreness. Should he even have played last night? No, of course Perloff not. Perloff doesn't want him to play ever. Yeah, bring him back in the playoffs. You know, this is <laughs> this is going to be... That'll go well. I don't know about <laughs> silver linings here on a knee injury for someone who's seven feet tall, but if he does have some kind of knee injury that has to keep him out for a little bit, Ooh, then yeah. you just kiss all the postseason awards goodbye anyway because he won't have the requisite 65 games, yeah, and that can stop being a storyline. He's already, it, there's no way he's getting right. a 65 anyway. He's already... So it's gone. He, so that's a yeah. distraction out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, you know, the thing with Embiid, it could give him a great month of rest, which is good if you're resting Kawhi Leonard, but will Embiid put on a lot of weight? That's what I... I'm worried about and fitness. I know EJ. <laughs> Get him in that EJ, zero G face. pool or something. It's just know. this idea that in that like they'll he'll be better for the playoffs by not getting himself in shape and physically ready for the playoffs is just asinine to me. Well, well no, bring him back, recover. bring him back a month before, play himself back into shape. But, but, this guy's got to stop being on the ground so much. That's what happened last night. He's on the ground, and who is it? Yeah. Who fell on him? I don't remember. It was uh, Kaminga. Kaminga, get up. No, he he can't help it. He just loves to go to the ground. But I mean, if you if you're a Lakers fan, don't you want LeBron to take a month off? Lakers are in a lot of trouble. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going. The Lakers, I think, yeah. clearly are only thinking about the postseason, which happens if you have LeBron who's almost forty. Did you see that he tweeted out last night the hourglass out yep. of time? Yeah, not some sand on the top and some sand in the bottom. Only sand in the bottom. By the way, this team had what we thought was like maybe a season-changing win over the weekend against those Warriors, and now all of a sudden you got Jared Vanderbilt going crazy, LeBron James going, everybody's now, everybody's lost their minds since that one win that we thought actually may turn things around. AD's hurt again, like... It's falling apart. Yep. LeBron thinking about bringing that NBA team to Las Vegas. Maybe he's like... Yeah, I mean, the guy talks in hieroglyphics. <laughs> he like, <laughs> belongs in ancient Egypt. What does that mean? I, so, I saw the GM was uh, trending last night. I knew it couldn't have been good for the Lakers. I wasn't sure. I'm like, does this? Does Darvin Ham just pack his bags every time LeBron tweets out something? <laughs> Maybe. Just uh, keep the bag packed. College basketball number three, North Carolina, led Georgia Tech by a point in the final second. George drops it between his legs. At 10 now. At 9. Skips with it to the right. He draws Baycott on the switch. Takes it to the rack. Down the left side with the scoop. He got it. 7.7 seconds left. That was the call on Georgia Tech Radio, and Georgia Tech upsets number three, North Carolina, 74-73. Also, Michigan State beat Michigan 81-62. That's 700 career wins for Spartans head coach Tom Izzo, and he's not done yet. I am really, really honored, proud, and uh, feel good. And like I said, we're not dead yet. We got we got some more wins. We got some more years to go, and... Uh, just going to keep fighting the fight. Still it's going. inspiring. Yeah. We're not dead yet. <laughs> not dead yet. <laughs> you know, I wonder if how close did Tom Izzo ever get to going to the NBA? It was a Pistons that offered him, right? Mm. Yeah, it, it does was. feel like that's been out there. Yeah. I was thinking if there had been a team that would have been like a little 
bit better than the Pistons? Would he have ever gone? Or was there literally no temptation to ever leave Michigan State? I don't know. He made the right choice. 700 wins. He got that right. Uh, later this week, Dave Canales will have his introductory press conference with the Carolina Panthers. And I'm sure there's going to be some interesting questions now from the assembled media as Canales and his wife had a book published in 2022. The book is called This Marriage, The Question That Changed Everything. In the book, Canales admits to having multiple affairs earlier in his life. A portion of the book concerning his sexual infidelity mentions that the couple worked their way through it partly with counseling, and they worked their way back to a Christian-based marriage. It's crazy that we didn't know about this book at all, but Dave Canales is on the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. They said they knew all about this, and it's really putting yourself out there. Now, listen, it could help a lot of people. He talks about also you know, having trouble with alcohol and stuff like that. It's a great redemption story, but you are putting a lot about your personal life out just as you're stepping into a brand-new spotlight mm. that he had not had when you go from a coordinator to head coach, it's a real step up in weight class in terms of fame. So, but well, sorry, go ahead, Barrow. I mean, Mike McDonald with the Dolphins, similar thing. Uh, he didn't, don't think he wrote a book about it, though. Well, yeah, right? but he's pretty open about the fact that quitting alcohol sure. changed his entire life. So, I, I think uh, in this recovery, uh, there's obviously Steve Sarkeesian yep. is pretty open about it. Uh, there, there's a guy, Jim Montgomery in the NHL, who's very open about it. Sure. Like, that's a new thing. A lot, a lot of coaches have a lot of lifestyle problems. We know that. Yep. So I do think that, I think everyone's attitude has changed about being open about this stuff. I don't think it's as big a problem. No, I, I just think, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. I think on the flip side, it could be something that he's going to be praised for. It's just putting your, you're really introducing yourself to the world in a way that's yeah. like, wow. And we get to see that, you know, you had a porn addiction. I mean, that's yeah. a, you're putting a lot of your personal stuff out there. I think for Mike McDonald, um, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, yeah, I yeah. said Mike McDonald, yeah, oh, Mike, McDaniel from, Mike McDonald would get hired today, by the way, <laughs> from the Dolphins. Yeah. he didn't put that out there. I think people found it and started asking about it. I, it, I don't but think he's it was definitely part not of, shy about it. He no, talks no, about it all the time. And nor should he be, but yeah, that was something that he, he didn't write a book. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. people found that story about him. <laughs> and it is, it is also what makes this unique to me is this is someone that was, in theory, rising up in the coaching ranks. Like, usually when you're rising up in any field, you want to make sure your resume is ironclad. You know, you wipe anything on the Internet that makes you look bad. I mean, here this is a guy who, like you said, is putting himself out in the forefront. This right. isn't Bill Belichick yeah. with seven rings saying, hey, by the way, I had this issue that I had to overcome. This right. is a guy who, in theory, maybe 10, 15 years ago, did something that destroys his career, and he put himself on the line, and now he's going to be NFL head coach. Maybe I think this shows how far we've gone. I think it's a trend. People lead with their recovery stories. They don't They don't hide them. They are actually putting them out as a badge of honor more. I think you can be more vulnerable in this day and age than maybe you could. And yeah. even in the most macho sports that we have, like football and others, like you can say, hey, I, I had this pitfall and I overcame it. Uh, to EJ's point, I think 15 years yeah. ago, I don't think you can say that. Yeah, I mean... What's you had to the, maybe suffer in silence a little you, more. You think of the trends, like what's the big word? This is a buzzword now, grit. Like right. people are judged by their ability to overcome adversity. That is more important than just being awesome all along. Sure, sure. I think I, people love this stuff. The but, irony though yeah. is, yes, people have grit overcoming things, we, yet we also live in like an Instagram world where gloss, you're not really getting, a lot of times you're not getting the full story and only your best stuff is making yeah. it out there. It's kind of a, just two, a yin and a yang. Yes. But I think, when he has this press conference, I think the football writers are going to talk to him about football. I think it's the other media in town that will show up. Because I remember covering the 
Rex Ryan foot fetish press conference yeah. at the Jets facility, and the uh, the beat writer, the, no, none of the football people asked him anything. It was all like you know, inside edition. Right. All the other people came. I I think that's that's <laughs> the concern that the Panthers will have is is letting in. Letting in the entertainment people that are going to want to talk about Trying to make it salacious. To be fair, though, to Rex, he's never said he had a problem that he was trying to overcome. No. If anything, he leads into the foot fetish. Yeah, no, that's his thing. He's like, his kink is out there, and he's loving every minute of it. Yep. He'll tell you. Yeah. He pokes fun at himself all the time about it. There's no overcoming here. (laughs) He's he's reveling in it. (laughs) And uh, baseball, John Angelos reportedly agreed to sell the Baltimore Orioles to a group led by Carlisle Group Incorporated co-founder David Rubenstein, a group that includes Cal Ripken Jr. $1.725 billion is the valuation that has been given to the Orioles, and Rubenstein is a mm-hmm. Baltimore native. He'll reportedly be the team's controlling owner. Is that a lot of money? Isn't that kind of cheap for a franchise? Well, considering what do the Broncos go for and the Commanders? 4.5, but that's the NFL. Even the NBA is going for way more than that. How much did the Mets get sold for? Was that 2.2 and the Dodgers, like 2.1? Yeah, like two, yeah, around there, maybe maybe three. Yep. But other teams, the stadium is usually included too. I don't think this includes Camden Yards. Yards. Uh, Is that why it's a little less? I I would imagine that's why. I, I I think the stadium was built by the city, so I don't think. It comes with the price tag of the team. So uh, in June of last year, the Hornets sold for $3 billion. So that's almost twice as much. And that's the Hornets. Yeah. I, I feel like we should have pulled our money and bought the Orioles. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I think, I think a TV deal can also have something to do with it. Because I, I yeah. believe um, the Mets do not own SNY. They're, they're home. Uh, no, the Wilpon still the Wilpon owns it. Salons. The old owner. Yeah. So there's, um, I think, TV right deals. And if you have your own network, I think it has something to do with it, too. Maybe the new owner will get rid of that erector set they made out of the left field seats at Camden Yards when they changed the fence there, and it looks terrible when they moved tried to move the huh. fence back. Oh, really? I haven't been there since I was in yeah. college. Yeah, they, they oh, messed up the there. whole yeah. left field area there. By I was there. The seats I was there this summer. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even notice the left field. Yeah, they moved. The they moved the fence back, and they created this like monstrosity there. It looked. It, I always loved going to Camden Yards. Well, yeah, it's the gold they, standard. Yeah, but they made it. They made left field look terrible there. Interesting. I was a stage manager for the Orioles, so I got to sit hmm. in between Jim Palmer and whoever was doing play-by-play at the uh-huh. time and, like, get them popcorn and read them, hand them their reads <laughs> that they had to do and hmm. basically, like, you know, make sure their jackets were all proper for TV. <laughs> it's a hell of a good job. It really was. That's Best seat job. in the house. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, like, when all the celebrities would come in, you kind of, like, tell them where to stand until hmm. the inning's over. And oh, then, that's fun. I what know. kind of celebrities? So it was uh, the guy who's in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and been in other things too. Josh, uh, I think he was in West Wing, but I never watched West Wing. Josh, somebody who's in Dead Poet Society. You can IMDb this. I'm trying. Josh, Josh Hamilton. Brolin. Oh, Josh Hamilton is a big Orioles fan, right? Uh, I don't think his last name was Hamilton. The actor. You yeah. sure his name was Josh? I thought so. He was one of the kids. He was one of the kids in Dead Poet Society. I'll find it for you. Yeah. Massive uh, celebrity, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Josh, though. <laughs> oh, Josh Charles. Is Josh Charles. Yeah, Thank Josh you. Charles. Right. Josh Charles. I mean, who's exactly like the other actor. Yeah. Hell of a gig. Uh, right. that, that's a great story, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Save me. Let's go to the phones. 855. Thank you, Peter. 2124CBS. Quickly, let's go to, is this Doobie? Doobie's in uh, San Francisco, of course. Yeah, uh, Doobie, 
on that bus. Do you be like, we, what? I'm high. <laughs> well, I was tempted to drop him. Instead, I just put him on hold. We'll figure out what's going on with Doobie in San Francisco. I'm sure, I'm sure it's good. I've smoking a few doobies. 855-212-4CBS. Everything about the last five minutes of this show completely crash and burn. 855-212-4227. All right, we bring it back on the rails next. We're talking about the 49ers. We're talking about the big Achilles heel going into the Super Bowl. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff. CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. A story we've been meaning to get to, Perloff, and we'll get back to the 49ers and Chiefs in just a moment, but the idea that came from one NFL insider in New England that Bill Belichick and the quote was that he's pissed off. That was the that was the how it was framed that he didn't get a coaching job this cycle and went further to say that he might not have gone so graciously and faded into the background with the New England Patriots if he if he knew he wasn't going to have a job. Mm. Like maybe he would have really tried to hang on and fight a little bit more for that Patriots job. He thought he was going to be walking into another opportunity, and that's not the case, it seems. Yeah. I, one thing about this whole situation, look at the opportunity was going to be maybe Atlanta did two interviews there. Now, I don't think he has to be mad. I think he the best way to do it is get even because there could be some huge jobs opening up. Nick Sirianni, if he doesn't win in Philadelphia, uh, certainly Mike McCarthy in Dallas, and I think your guy, Sean McDermott in Buffalo, he who's the first call going to be if you're right on the doorstep of a championship but can't get over that? Isn't Bill going to be your first call now? So maybe it all works out for the best. Okay, but what, what changes with these teams from this year to next year? Well, Jerry said he was interested in Belichick. He came out and said, like, said yeah, we thought... they could work together. Yeah, he thought about it. So I, I don't know. They just gave their guys one more chance. I think for whatever reason, the owners said, we're, we're playoff teams, we're double-digit wins. I'm not going to fire my coach off 11, 12 wins, which makes sense. I mean, an owner, even the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy was 12-5. and five. It's not like he was 4-13. and 13. 
And same with Nick Sirianni. But now I think they're officially on the hot seat. So, I mean, look at your bills. Like, Sean McDermott is now, I think, on the hot seat to some extent, right? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought so. Maybe I don't really have a pulse on what's going on up there. But I thought he would be. I guess the thing is, Belichick's age, though, definitely, I would imagine, played into this cycle and him not getting hired. So why wouldn't him a year older? Why wouldn't his age play into it then? No, it's a great question. Uh, I just think the opportunities are going to be different. Uh, the time frames of the teams are going to be different. Atlanta, I, Atlanta, Carolina, Washington, uh, Seattle, they're all looking at five-year windows, right? right? They're not on the brink of a Super Bowl. So maybe they need the right situation. Maybe the right situation wasn't there. The Chargers would have been good for him because they can win now, but don't you need a win-now team with Belichick? Like, would you have been excited for him to go to Atlanta? I never understood that. Well, here's the thing, though, about Belichick. Even if it's a quote-unquote win-now team, isn't he going to come in and implement his way of doing things? Which is, in some ways, starting over. Yeah, it's a good question. You might have your quarterback in place or some other big names, but he's going to change things in the building, and isn't that what you'd want? Isn't that part of the appeal with Belichick? Yes, but I think if you're closer, you know, you're farther along the road. If you're the Cowboys, and also, too, you're you're assigning way too much logic to NFL owners. <laughs> I know, <laughs> if, they're if Bill wild like foxes. If Bill Belichick is so desperate to get in, he'll, he'll say anything to get in. And if you're Jerry Jones and you're so desperate to get a Super Bowl, then you'll you'll convince yourself into this. So yesterday, Tom Brady was making the rounds, doing some promotional yeah. stuff on a couple shows. And Brady was talking about how he's been preparing so hard for this opportunity at Fox. And he's calling fake games with um, Kevin Burkow out on a studio in L.A. somewhere. And he's talked to all these play-by-play people and analysts. And he said he's got so much information he could write a book now on how to broadcast a football game. And he's throwing his whole like life and being into this big opportunity. It made me so bummed that we're not going to get Brady calling a Belichick game next year. I'm so bummed about that because Brady seems like he's ready to maybe not spill on everyone, but really be a critical eye or at least tell some stories or let some stuff out of the bag. Don't you want Brady calling a Belichick game? Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm. No? Am I on an island here? I would love it. I would love it. I... I don't know if Tom Brady's going to be that exciting. What's he going to say about Bill Belichick? He said the NFL was mediocre. I think that guy's going to be a lightning rod. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the, this is going to be the juiciest listen, combo of the things. The minute he, Bill Belichick makes a decision and Tom Brady questions it, you know Thank the you. headlines that would come out? It would, it would just be so cool to be like when, when we were in this. Because the two of them were together for 20 years. They've been in every situation you could possibly be in. So everything he would do in calling that game, be like, yeah, this reminds me of you know, when we were down to the Falcons, or this reminds me of when we, whatever. Mm, I think you guys are setting a bar for Tom Brady that he is not going to meet. It's Tom Brady. He's setting the bar himself. I, I'm bummed we're not going to get Brady calling a Belichick game. All right, coming up, it's Wednesday at this time, which means we do the great debate. Do not move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.